Welcome everybody into the Football Friday Podcast, brought to you by the Morning Times and the Daily Review. I'm Kirk Loveson, your host. Johnny Williams is back this week. Hey. Also, Logan Hill's with us, David Goff, as always. We're ready to talk some high school football. Let's get into last weekend to start. The recap. Athens defeats North Penn Mansfield with a goal line stand, 7-6. to six. Troy blanks Tawanda, 37 nothing. To improve to 5-0 in the NTL and 7-0 overall. Also improving to 7-0, Canton, they beat Montgomery 45-12. Despite a high-scoring affair, the Redskins, Sarah falls on the road to Northwest 44-28. Wyalusing got back on the winning track, though, with a solid 21-6 victory over Wellsboro. And Waverly and Tioga on the New York side, they both dominated as usual. Waverly 56-6 over Watkins, Glen Odessa-Montour, Tioga Tops, Spencer Vanette, and Candor 49-7. Um, David, you were on the road. Johnny, you were out. But Logan, where were you? Tell us what you saw. Last week, I was in Tawanda for Troy Tawanda. Uh, the score is not indicative of how close the game felt like it was at points. Okay. To start, Tawanda got the ball, drove into Troy territory, went forward on fourth down, I believe, and just couldn't come up with it. Troy goes three and out. They ran three run plays to start. Goes three and out. They punted. Tawanda got it back. Tawanda throws an interception uh, to, I believe it was Cameron Harwick, whose nickname is Bones, which I would put up there as probably one of the top nicknames in this area. Great Bones football is just nickname. Great, great nickname. Name. Love that. Uh, but then they get the ball back off the interception, and one play later, Evan Woodward throws a bomb to Harwick for a 60-some yard touchdown, and it kind of just snowballed from there. Wow. Tawanda... They, they came out and they passed. I think they threw 21 pass attempts. Just Troy is just in the class of their own, like we've talked about all year. Yeah. And just slowly kind of pulled away. I believe Brendan Gillian had three rushing touchdowns. Hardwick had a punt return for a touchdown. We'll shout out uh, Tawanda's Will Schroeder. He had two interceptions Friday night. So that was a bright spot in an otherwise. A game you'd probably want to throw out, I think, if you're the Black Knights. You knew what you were up against, but you were probably hoping for a little closer output on the scoreboard. Yeah, Tawanda, um, Tawanda, Wyalusing are kind of hitting their, should we say, more competitive games of the season where they're maybe predicted to lose a little bit here in the middle of the, as they continue to rebuild. They're kind of on a date, uh, a date with Destiny Mm -hmm. for the end of their season. That rivalry, both teams trending the same way, similar records, playing similar opponents the same. I'm anxious to see that one at the end of the year. I think that's going to be a really competitive football game. That's probably been the most interesting thing to me so far is because at media day, I figured out kind of who was rivals with who and all the rivals are kind of in the same class this year. Troy and Canton very much trending towards either having one loss apiece by the time they play each other, or even maybe being undefeated by the time the old shoe rolls around while losing and Tawanda both ascending, but not quite where they want to be yet. And then like a Saren and Athens, both kind of finding themselves towards the bottom of the league this year. Yeah, so I was at Tioga. That was business as usual. Tioga pretty much had that game under wrap by the halftime. I want to give a little shout-out to Evan Sickler and Jenna Miner. They were named Homecoming King and Queen during that. They had their whole halftime festivities. And pretty cool, I thought, um, coming out for the half, they actually came out in side-by-side ATVs, did the whole lap around the track, which I thought was really cool. Actually, I believe it wasn't Evan Sickler. Gavin Fisher was the homecoming queen, not Evan Sickler. I did Evan Sickler's headshot before we came in here. (laughs) Yeah, he was the king. Jenna Miner was the queen. So shout out to those two, Gavin Fisher and Jenna Miner. Moving on to this week's action. We're going to get to see a couple good games 
and a look at a team that we could be talking about in the coming weeks. That team's Loyal Sock, who's going to come play Wyalusing on Friday night. The reason to keep an eye on that game is because Loyal Sock plays in a different division against some really tough competition, and they're doing well against that tough competition this season. They're going to see Troy in another week. So that's a reason to keep an eye on that game. And obviously, Wyalusing a chance to host a really good opponent and show their stuff as the season progresses. David, you're going to be at Canton at Athens. I believe this will be your first look at Canton Powerhouse in the NTL. You should enjoy it. You should enjoy that one. And obviously, Athens coming off a big win with a goal line stand there. That's tough to have an emotional win with a couple minutes left, having a goal line stand to win it. And then, oh, you're facing a really tough Canton team right away, right after that. So that's going to be a tough challenge for them. Logan, you're the aforementioned Troy, Northwest area coming to Troy. That one should get ugly quick. I think uh, Troy should have that one in hand by halftime as well. What do you think coming into that game? Have yeah, you seen I, Northwest? Have we got a chance I, to see? I had Northwest at Tawanda. I believe it was week three. There was a weather delay. Okay. They they showed a little bit of flashes, but the weather, Tawanda kind of just corralled the momentum and rode that to a 21 nothing victory. So I think Northwest is, and then they're a smaller program. They're a smaller school is in a similar class down not anywhere near where Troy is, I believe. And Troy is in a class of their own. And if they're in a class with somebody because they have to be, it's Canton. So I, I expect, especially back on their home field, I expect to see, uh, their coach, Jim, Jim Smith said something in an interview last week after the game that I thought was interesting. He said that they work on themselves. They spend hardly any time week to week on their legitimate opponent. They're more focused on the things that they want to do and correcting the things that maybe they want to do better. And when a team like Troy, like the Trojans is playing as well as they are and is, has been as good as they are, that's kind of an interesting way to go about it to me because it's like, we're good, but how can we make us better without necessarily being like, we need to figure out what Northwest does really well and take it away. They have enough talent that Northwest can throw kind of anything they want at them. And Troy should be able to respond. So, yeah, I like that point. Wrapping up things on Friday, Hughesville, they'll come and play Tawanda. The Black Knights looking to get back on the winning road, as we talked about there, heading towards Wyalusing, which should be a great rivalry matchup. We'll see if they can take care of Hughesville on Friday night. Uh, The previews for those games are out on stands right now, everyone. The guys do a fantastic job every week of giving you previews every Friday in our print editions for both the Morning Times and Daily Review. Please go out and get that. And if you haven't subscribed to both papers, please do. Always great content from our sports department. And today is um, no different. Check those Friday previews out right now on stands. Also want to thank the Jolly Farmer. They've been sponsoring us every week since about our second episode. And it's been fantastic to have their support. So please go support them. They have all your convenience store needs in downtown Waverly there. Uh, Soda, beer, chips, you name it, whatever you need for the weekend in the big games. Please check out Jolly Farmer. We love them. Saturday slate, uh, North Penn Mansfield coming off a loss to Athens as we talked about they're going to play the Redskins at the Lockhart Street Bowl could be close Sayre put up 28 points after having struggled to get points on the board all season maybe that team's progressing a little bit we'll see if they can take another step forward against North Penn who's also been a little shaky this year Tioga's at Deposit Hancock Deposit Hancock is one and four that one shouldn't be very competitive I like the Tigers to roll there Waverly at Susquehanna Valley Dave Post will be on hand for that one I believe we talked about David's going to be at Athens for Canton. Logan, you're going to get Northwest area at Troy, and that should take care of this weekend's slate. For game recaps and game stories from all these guys, go out and get the Saturday print editions. 
Again, these guys have been rolling all season. They've been getting acclimated to the area, picking up more and more every week, and the content's been fantastic. The stories have been great. Support them. Go out and get your Saturday papers for this weekend's game stories. And check out Monday's e-editions and probably Tuesday's paper for some of that Saturday coverage. Got a lot of games kind of split this weekend, guys. But that's our slate. We're getting towards the end here. I think, uh, Logan, you said before we walked in here, week eight already. Holy cow. I can't believe it. I, I was so excited for the football season, and we're already almost at the end of it. We're already almost at rivalry week, which is kind of something we've been touching on since we started this podcast back what this what is this episode eight or nine so um just my last note as it relates to the high school slate um not exactly a game mentioned but uh we've talked about him a little bit so far on this pod and if you're in the area you know his name joey tomaso has had i believe in two weekends has had two i don't know if they're official visits i would say that they're unofficial visits but game day visits to different college programs was at syracuse a couple of weeks ago for their game with clemson and then was at buffalo Last weekend, and then his wide receiver uh, was on hand at West Point over the weekend, Xavier Watson. So, a lot of high school standouts kind of getting some looks. Yeah, and if you just want to see a very sort of college level experience from a program, go check out Waverly. You talked about Tommaso and Xavier Watson. Jay Pfeiffer at wide receiver has been fantastic this year. Colson Keithley's been awesome coming over from Athens. That offense is really clicking now. We kind of thought they would all season, but now it's every week's 56 points and another big dub. I think they're on their way to, to Syracuse. That road's looking it's looking like they got a shot. So if you want to jump in now and follow this team all the way, this weekend would be a great opportunity. They're going to be at Susquehanna Valley. Go check out Tommaso and those boys. They put up some numbers. That's it for the high school slate. Uh, actually, I just wanted to also mention a couple other interesting notes on rivalry week, we predicted that we thought this week would be really good. I think it's shaping up to be. Troy at Canton is going to matter. Tawanda at Wyalusing is going to be as competitive as it gets. And honestly, the rusty rail game between Sarah and Athens could get very interesting the way both these teams are trending. So again, it's a couple weeks down the road, but keep an eye on rivalry week. I think it's going to be something special in high school around the area this year. College talk, college football. We've been following Penn State all year. They were off last week. It's basically another bye this week. They host UMass. <laughs> it's not going to be close. So let's just jump right to what they got coming up. It's a top 10 matchup with Ohio State on the road. It's going to be meaningful for the Big Ten. It's going to be meaningful for the college football playoff. Both teams should be undefeated coming in. Kyle McCord for Ohio State. Drew Aller for Penn State. I guess the best thing we can go off of now is previous Ohio State big victory over Notre Dame. Logan, you're a big Maryland Terrapins fan. They fell short last week against Ohio State, but tell us what you saw that maybe can lend to what the Nittany Lions are going to get into on the road in a week. For sure, Kirk. I would just, uh, before I do that, shout out to our sponsor, Jolly Farmer. Yeah, absolutely. Get all your chips, your soda, your game day needs. Downtown Waverly, everyone. Check them out. Uh, But I watched that whole game. I... And this is, we'll probably get more into this when we get to the NFL national slate. Uh, I had a very bad weekend in terms of watching sports. <laughs> uh, and it started off with Maryland at Ohio State. They were 20-point uh, dogs, I guess. They were plus 20 points, 21 points. I think they covered. So they lost by 20 uh, through one half. Maryland looked great. Maryland looked like they were going to steal it from Ohio State. Ohio State faked a punt to start the game. 
Marvin Harrison, uh, I've made this joke a million times, but I think it is, in my mind, it is so funny, so I'm going to make it again. He has got to have a famous relative that played professional football somewhere. Marvin Harrison Jr., did his dad play ball or something <laughs> like that? It rings a bell. I yeah. feel like maybe he played for a, you know, one of those, one of your division rivals. No, outside of the division, but same maybe, conference. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check on that. But Some Hall of Famer met a throw yeah, a few passes. He, uh, he is very good. At, McCord could literally just throw the ball up, and it didn't matter what the coverage looked. The coverage was often very not great around him. He was getting free and getting open a lot, but he was hauling and everything thrown his way. And Ohio State looked like they, they came out of the locker room and were just like, did we forget who we are? We're Ohio State, and just kind of pulled away from Maryland. Uh the offense, McCord is looking more and more comfortable every week. I, he didn't start to begin the year, correct me if I'm wrong. I think was, they were trying to decide they, between they two had, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And then, so they decided to go with McCord. Uh, they're good. I think they'll continue to be good. Uh, I think Penn State and that Ohio State should be a really good game. Uh, McCord is actually a high school teammate of Harrison Jr. too. They are on that same St. Joe's prep team that won the state championship a few years ago. So, Yeah, that <clears> connection, that. wow. Very so cool had, connection they, there. They, they go way back. Yeah, and I think this game in a week has a chance to be very defensive um ohio state's flex their muscles a little bit defensively penn state's really good on defense now they've been suffocating teams every week as aller continues to progress on offense they've given him a good um little bit of leeway there to get better and better every week without having too much pressure on his shoulders this game could be low scoring maybe even though both teams have really good offenses that's something to watch again it's it's a it's a bye week penn state's going to beat up on umass we got two other really good games. Number eight, Oregon. Number seven, Washington's a top 10 matchup. I know it's out west. Not a lot of eyes on it around this area. It's still a top 10 matchup to watch between two Heisman candidates at quarterback. Bo Nix for Oregon. Michael Penix Jr. at Washington. David, you had an interesting experience this weekend watching your Phillies down there in Philadelphia. You went to the Temple game. You then watched Phillies after, but you watched it with a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Their hopes ended for a college football playoff berth this weekend. Yeah. They're going to get number 10 USC. I kind of like Notre Dame to bounce back, though. Is anyone else feeling Notre Dame, or is everyone riding the Caleb Williams USC train? I'm going to have to go with USC on this one. Okay. Ooh, I like Notre Dame. Yeah. Because, well, so USC, and I don't think, I didn't watch it. I saw it the next morning. I don't think anyone watched it because it was on at, like, 2 in the morning around here. But they struggled with Arizona. It took them to double OT. That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. Caleb Williams did a crazy thing to win the game. I think their defense is not. Well, I was about to say that like Sam Hartman has not been a good experience for Notre Dame like they thought it would be. However, USC defense might be the right medicine for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the USC defense isn't just not showing. They're terrible. Yeah, They play no defense. Their saving grace is that Caleb Williams is going to be a generational quarterback that will go mm-hmm. first pick overall and, and puts up 50 for him every week. Well, yeah, I heard he's the he's the hybrid of Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. So how can you pick against him? <laughs> said that. Was that Orlovsky? But, yeah, I turned on that Notre Dame game Saturday night, and just at the end, I didn't realize it was on. I was running errands all day Saturday, and I, I saw the score. I said, what yeah. just happened? Louisville took it to them. Also, man. Louisville, not a bad team, by the way. Yeah. My, I didn't think they should have beat yeah. Notre Dame, but they're now my, undefeated. My my poor new friend I met this week, that's a huge Notre Dame fan. I bet 45 bucks on that. That's the, the experience week. I was talking about. I know you watched someone who had some big money on the Irish. <laughs> didn't pan out well. Before we keep looking at the schedule ahead, yeah, Miami football. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Every podcast that covers football yeah. in America has talked about it. We have to become part of that, too. Neil the ball. <laughs> Yeah, for those that don't know, give people the background of what that bad B was. And 
It's an all-time coaching blunder. Oh, all-time. They were they were ahead with less than 40 seconds to play. The other team had no timeouts. Who, who was that against? Georgia who, who? Tech. Georgia Tech. Georgia, they were playing Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had zero timeouts. No timeouts. Miami outs. has the ball with, I believe, 40 seconds or less. That's victory formation. You kneel yep. it down. You go home with the win. They didn't. They handed the ball off. I heard somewhere that maybe the running back was sitting on 99 yards, tried to get him to 100. Anyways, oh, wow. they handed off, fumble the football, Georgia Tech wins the football game. Yeah. And it was... It really should not have mattered, but that's sweet karma for you. (laughs) (laughs) Miami... You you should have go 74 yards in 26 seconds, but Miami also undefeated, playing for a potential berth in the ACC championship. Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, it was all-time coaching blunder given the stakes and what was on the line. And like you said, it was victory formation. Third down, kneel the ball, get out of dodge. Ball stripped, Georgia Tech goes the other way. Game over and probably Miami's season because it's downhill from there. When something like that happens, it's going to snowball effect that's now. Gonna, that's going to kill a locker room. Absolutely. Yeah, it's deflating. I don't know how you bounce back from something like that. On to the NFL. Again, Jolly Farmer, downtown Waverly. All your needs for the game, the big games this weekend. Convenience store-wise, you got pop, you got beer, you got chips, you got dip. You got everything you could want for your tailgate or just watching the game at home with friends and family. Please go support Jolly Farmer like they support us, downtown Waverly. Uh, first segment, true or false, roundtable discussion. My idea behind this is I'm going to give you a topic. I'm going to ask true or false. That I didn't look at this from we should agree or disagree. We're, what are we, five weeks through now? We're going into week six? Yeah. Just some t- discussion topics to let our listeners discuss with their friends also. And we keep it local. True or false, the Steelers should be the favorite to win the NFC or the AFC North. They're three and two. The Ravens are three and two. The Browns are two and two. And the disappointing Bengals still in the mix. Two and three. True or false? The Steelers should be the favorite to win the AFC North. What did he say? That, yeah, you're getting one of those from me. This is crazy. This is so Go false. Go on. I, I will start by saying, look, I've had to pick this division every week since we started. If you can tell by my picks record, which we'll get into a little bit later, I think it might be the most competitive bad division in football. I don't think any of these teams are truly great. I think the Ravens think they want to be great, but they're not quite there in terms of the decision-making, in terms of putting away games that you should put away. They're not doing that this year. The Steelers' offense uh, for three quarters on Sunday was pitiful, woeful. The boos started right away, and then they came alive at the end. They played Renegade to start the fourth quarter, and everything went downhill for Baltimore. (laughs) The Browns are a mess. Deshaun Watson's playing. He's not playing. They don't have Nick Chubb. The Bengals, if Burrow gets healthy, they could definitely heat up. They could definitely go on a run. I think if James Conner doesn't get hurt against the Cardinals, the Cardinals sneak out and win that game on Sunday, but he went down, and then the Bengals won it by two touchdowns. They should not be the favorites to win the AFC North. That's false. I think it's still the Ravens' division to lose at this point. Johnny? Um, I agree that it's false. I, 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 I still like the Ravens. Um, people want to bury Lamar Jackson for not... for they. I, I still think that the, the narrative that he's a running back trying to play quarterback is still strong, and I th- think that's kind of ridiculous. You, he does have no help at receiver. It's seven seven drop passes. Seven drops, and I saw them, I and they were, experience. they were they were drops. They were legitimate drops. These weren't bad throws, tough catches. I'm making I'm making five of those catches. Like you guys, <laughs> got to get it together. You say the Nelson Aguilar experience. He's honestly been 
one of our two best receivers since the Honestly, season. Honestly, a couple weeks ago, I saw yeah. him track a ball yeah, very been, well, yeah. and his he, biggest weakness with the Eagles is that he couldn't track a ball to save his life. Yeah, no, I just... Yeah. The Steelers' offense is still putrid. To me, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers' offense to me is still awful. Um, they're they're more or less backpacked by T.J. Watt and that defense, but if you can't score points, eventually, it's you're, you, you need to put points on the board eventually. I'm still riding the Ravens. Yeah, David? I, I agree with Johnny. I'm more on the Ravens side on this than anything. I I didn't watch any of the Steelers-Ravens games. I was on my way back from Philly during that game. But just the Steelers overall this season, just the eye test is just the offense can't. It's, just, it's bad to watch. And and even, like, I, I think the Ravens win the division. However, if they don't, the Bengals, I just, they can flip a switch soon and go on a run as well. So I yeah, just don't see the Steelers being the favorite at all. If Burrow gets, like, his calf halfway back. I feel like that leg injury is bothering him a lot more than, yeah. it, than a lot of people are alluding to. If they get, if that gets halfway back, Burrow, is, the Bengals are going to offenses and start clicking again. I think I'll go false. I think the wild card is the Browns. I don't know what the Browns are and their two and two record lives up, lives up that, to my, yeah. yeah, my thought there. It's not because I think the Browns are a playoff team. It's not because I had any, future on the Browns or anything before this. <laughs> I just don't know what they are. I don't know what Deshaun Watson is now. Obviously, no Nick Chubb. Their defense is really good. Their defense ranks in the top five. And when that's the case in the NFL, they can keep you in games every yeah. week. So I think they're the wild card. The Bengals, Burroughs hurt. And I don't see them crawling out of it this season because those calf injuries linger. Well, so I just oh, I pulled up their schedule, too, to see what it looks like for them moving forward. The Bengals next will go, I'll go next four games. They host the Seahawks this week. Tough one. Win- winnable game, tough, tough game, tough but game. winnable game. Yep. Then they're at the 49ers. Then they're home against the Bills. And wow. then they play a spunky Texans team yeah. the week after that. So. Yep. We'll find out everything we should need to know about Cincinnati yeah, going down the stretch Good over point. the next month. Good point. Moving on to the next one. True or false, the Giants are a bottom three team in the NFL. Let me read you some numbers. Average total points per game. The Giants this year, 12.4. Opponents, 30.6. <laughs> total points. Giants, 62 total points this season. Their opponents, 153. Total touchdowns, the Giants are at six this season. Their opponents are at 18. Passing yards, they rank 31st in the NFL. Rushing yards, they rank 23rd in the NFL. On third down, they're converting 35.6% of the time. That's 26th overall. Their turnover plus minus is minus five, 27th overall. And defensively, they're 27th in the league. True or false, the Giants are a bottom three team in the NFL, David. True. I... I... We talked a couple weeks ago about how I thought the Cardinals might be the worst team in football, but I think the Cardinals are better than the Giants, uh, despite the fact that the Giants had that comeback win against Cardinals. Um, I just I knew when they signed Jones to that contract in the offseason that it was just going to not age well, and it, it just hasn't aged well at all. I'm going to let Logan go. While Logan goes, Johnny, can you pull up Giants' next three games? Yeah. I'm going to go False. They are a bottom one team. Okay. You know, they are the worst team in the league this year. They because like you, like they did beat the Cardinals, right? They they had to get right, but yeah. and one, and Saquon's Saquon's been hurt, but Jones isn't the answer. 
the guys that they're trotting out there to catch the ball from him, not the answer. Evan Neal's telling fans that they just flip hamburgers and hot dogs during the week. Did you catch that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not back next season. You can't do that in the New York market. No. He won't be back next season. So, and just... They're they're not they play in a division with Dallas. They lost forty to nothing to Dallas with yep. Philly. Have they? I don't think they've played Philly no. yet this year. That's gonna be bad. That's but that'll be, be bad too. So like that's two of the last five games. Four so. four losses right there because I don't expect them to be competitive in any of those games. They're just not. Although they good. might have a meaningless week eighteen win against the okay. Eagles. Okay. Okay. So Johnny, give me their next good. three games. Then give me your true or false. Uh, they play the Bills as we know upcoming this yep, week Sunday night. That's. Mm. No help. No no help for their case there. They play the Commanders after that, and then the Jets. Okay, so I think that will tell us a lot. What do you think? Those two games will tell us. I'm leaning on. I don't know if they're bottom. I've I've kind of leaning false on this one because the stats you're reading they're 23rd, 26th, 27th. That tells me that there's five ish teams that are <laughs> that are worse than them. So. If 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 you want me to give you names on who I think is worse, uh, who we got the Bears, we got the Broncos. The Broncos might be the worst team in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, the Broncos was, are the worst. Yeah. I was formerly on the that the remember we were in here just two weeks ago doing our knee jerk reactions. We were saying the Bears. I think they are. We sure swapped. the Bears are awful. I'm not. I'm not either. I say that could be another topic, but I still yeah. think the Bears are kind of in that bottom thirty category. If you want me to name a third team that might be worse than them, though, it's kind of tough. The Patriots. Oh, I might who the they're Patriots. Bad. They're bad. Uh, that uh. one just clicked to me. I'm not sure if Bill Belichick said, "All right, I kind of like Caleb Williams. I'm go- we're going to do what Arizona should have done and, and tanked." Mac Jones is starting this week, so <laughs> you, you saying the Patriots could be worse? Christmas music went off in my head. I was going to say, that is music. That is about 20-some years well, of karma. I, oh. I have a very bad hypothetical to propose to you guys, right. and I put this on my Twitter when I saw the score of the Patriots game. What are we doing if the Patriots are so bad this year that somehow, some way, they end up with the first overall pick? Oh, and real quick, before I let you guys go on that, we didn't mention the Panthers, who are also a dumpster fire of a team. I think Kirk yeah. becomes a monk and moves out into the middle of nowhere <laughs> and never watches football again. I'll, I'll quit. <laughs> if they get Caleb Williams and the, the dynasty reinvents itself for another 10 years, I'll quit. I, I, I think you have a leg up with Josh Allen, at least for a few years. Uh, no, I'll quit. <laughs> I don't think it happens, though, because you just reminded me. It's probably why we forgot to bring them up, because I think they are the worst team in the NFL. It's, I think it's the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I think, Oh, yep. I knew I was missing one. They know it. They have Bryce Young at quarterback with the potential for another first and second pick in the draft. They don't own it. That's right. There's, the Bears theirs their is pick. gone, right? Oh, wow. So That's interesting. So they kind of have to play hard. Yeah. That's that's also scary that they do have to play hard and they're still that bad. <laughs> so I'm going to keep them at 32nd. My answer to this is true, though. I think the Giants are a bottom three team in the NFL for all the reasons we sort of talked about and the numbers I put up here. I know some of these numbers would say that there's four other teams worse, but these are averages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Yep. They're about as bad as it gets, and I don't see them getting any better, even with Barkley, because they're going to have to play the rest of that NFC East coming down the stretch as well as more of the AFC East in that crossover. I don't think they have much room to grow. I think the Giants are pretty bad. We'll see if they can get better in the draft because it'll be they'll have a nice little pick with a team that was a playoff team last year, but this year, not so much. I think the biggest problem with the Giants is 
is that Daniel Jones was not the long-term solution. He might have worked last year. They might have snuck into a playoff berth. They might have won a playoff game. They did both of those things. They beat the Vikings. But he showed you if he shows you nine times out of ten that he's not the answer, but then the tenth time things go well and you guys have a run, you shouldn't double down. Like they they paid they paid him. They shouldn't have. Yep. He's not the answer. Nope. The Eagles will be undefeated. When they host Dallas on November 5th, true or false, schedule at the Jets, home for the Dolphins at the Commanders before their November 5th meeting with Dallas. David Philly Goff. <laughs> Will the Eagles be undefeated when they play Dallas on November 5th with that schedule? This is a really tough one to answer because that Miami game is going to be a good one. And I could easily see them lose. That's, this is a question I wish you asked next week when they're about to play Miami where I'll actually have an answer as to who I pick in that game. Uh-huh. Because that's going to be the first one where I don't know if I'm picking the Eagles or not. It's in Philadelphia. So, yeah. And honestly, for that, I am going to say true. I th- I. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I feel about the Eagles Dolphins game when we pick, make our picks next week. But right now, I I think they make it through. Johnny, true, easiest question, easiest true or false you've ever given me. <laughs> um, I'm dead in the water. The, the Jets aren't good. The Commanders aren't good. The, the Eagles have the defense and the pass rush to slow the Dolphins down. Dolphins, they they, they played a very I don't, I don't know if I want to say similar, but a very tough Bills team a couple of weeks ago, and the Bills just absolutely demolished them. So I th- more of a wake up call for the Dolphins. You, you could yeah. make that. I, th- I think, he, but like between the defense, the, the the front four that the Eagles have, that the the, the rushing game is going is, is going to get slowed up. The two is going to be under pressure. Nah. He just yeah, yeah. Eagles gonna be undefeated. They're probably gonna be undefeated after November fifth too. Sure hope so. I'm going true also. <laughs> The Jets and the Commanders aren't question marks. The Dolphins can't stop anybody, and the Eagles actually have the defense to slow down Miami's high-powered attack. I guess that's the biggest question. The, for all the Eagles' domination in every... They, have, they, have, they dominate in pretty much every offensive statistical category except yep. scoring. Except the red zone. The except red zone the red zone. Yeah, and the, so if they can turn field goals or nothing into touchdowns, I think they run away against yeah, Miami. Yeah, like, like you said, with that said, the Dolphins can't stop anyone, so they're, yeah, Philadelphia's biggest weakness this season isn't going to really come into play. Yeah, you I, I hope I, not. <laughs> <laughs> you going false there, contrarian? I am. Uh, I'm going to go false. What did he say? I go false because, and it's not for the reason you think. I think the Jets, I think the Eagles will win that game. The Eagles have proven they're a good quality team right now. They put away games that they should put away. That's fine. I think the Dolphins game will be a very, very good game. I hope that's a primetime game. Is it's it a one? Sunday night game. Good. That should be an yeah. amazing Sunday night game. I think it'll be a close one. I think the Eagles being at home is a bigger deal, so I think they'll probably pull out a close one at home. Keep an eye on the Commanders, though. Tricky oh, one. Yeah, undefeated records. <laughs> going, going to Landover, so Maryland. He's back. Yeah, but uh, going to uh, Landover, Maryland, undefeated record. Didn't, didn't the Eagles get it broken up last year? In Philly, though. In Philly, though. So, That's, actually, I think Washington's better in Philly than against the Eagles. Maybe. Washington. Well, there's, maybe. It's, it's a good point to bring up, though. That for every team in the NFL, there's always that one game. There's yeah, always that yeah. one sneaky one that you should win. And and the Commanders have really done a number on undefeated Pittsburgh teams. I'm sorry, Pennsylvania teams yeah, in recent yeah, years. They did true. it to Pittsburgh a couple years back. They were undefeated, and lost they to the lost Commanders. they lost game after that, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And then they did it to the Eagles. Was that last season? It they last did it? Season, yeah. yeah, so keep an eye on that one. It could be a sneaky, sneaky good game in a couple like of weeks. It. The Cowboys, 
Bills and Ravens are all in trouble for the rest of the season. True or false? I want Kirk to go first on this one as a Bills fan. The answer is false. Okay. I will wait. I want everyone to give it, and then we'll give who out of those. If everyone, I think everyone's going to be on the same page, maybe with this being false, but I'm not sure everyone will be on the same page with if it is false, then who's not in trouble? This answer to me is false, though, David. I think it's false. False. Uh, False. If you're saying, like, just making the playoffs in trouble, they're all making the playoffs in my mind. If I had to rank who is the team who's the most in trouble versus who's the least in trouble, I would go. Uh, one being the most in trouble, Dallas. Sorry, uh, I agree, Dallas. <laughs> and then I would probably, I would probably go Ravens. And then I would say the Bills are the least in trouble. Uh, my reason for the Cowboys is all you needed to see was Sunday night. Is they're not at the the benchmark of the San Francisco 49ers. And the San Francisco 49ers got beat by the Philadelphia Eagles, who are in the Cowboys same division last year, and they got beat last year yeah. in the postseason. So. The Cowboys are a very good team in the NFC slate landscape. They're three. And they don't have any path that they've seen yet to beating two or or really one at their best. So yeah. that's that's why I think Dallas is in the most trouble. For me, I think Buffalo's defense is really banged up. And for better or worse, Josh Allen is a gunslinger, which means he, if he has no defense and he's got to go out in these scoring shootouts, he can burn you or he can make some MVP caliber plays. I think they'll make enough of those MVP caliber plays to still make the playoffs. I'm not sure they win the East anymore. The Ravens are fine. They just got to get past that question mark that is Cleveland. I still don't know about. I don't think the Bengals can recover with that schedule, and the Steelers I don't believe in. I think it's Dallas. Yeah. Because they had their one shot to prove it, and they got bullied. And the offense can't get out of the 90s. Yeah, it's it's Dallas. Here's and here's here, here's another reason why Bills are still very much the favorite to win the AFC East. Probably, well, maybe right. Can we can we agree? After they're what the they showed, they can do to Miami. Well, yeah, right. The, the Bills and Dolphins are at least like, they're one A and one B. They're yes. fighting for the division. Yeah. The Ravens. We just we just said the Steelers are not the favorite, so that leaves that leaves the Ravens as the favorite to win their division. Dallas is not even close to being the favorite to win their division right now. Uh, the Eagles have this division locked up as far as I'm concerned in October already. David can shut, can shudder at it. There's that wood knocking here in the bowels. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Eagles have it locked up in October. Never seen anybody close the division so fast. (laughs) I actually love this. I I love this. I like this a lot. I love this. I, I was completely demoralized. Every fear that I had, Prior to the San Francisco game, what was was realized against San Francisco? I after every blowout, I was like, "All right, well, like I can't, I can't talk crap against the Cowboys because we're blowing teams out. How can you, how can you hate on your favorite team when they're blowing teams out?" But I still had the questions, and all of them became realized. Post game interviews has not granted me any more optimism. They're only talking about balance, run pass balance, and spreading the ball around and getting tight ends involved when you have C.D. Lamb. Meanwhile, I couldn't name you my tight end death chart. And so we're... we're One thing's for sure. I am You'd flustered. be a lot better if you had Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> I have three questions for you, Johnny. Uh, One, did you turn the game off Sunday night? Uh, yes, third, but I didn't even watch any of the fourth quarter. Okay. Two, do you guys miss Ezekiel Elliott? No. Really? We do not miss Ezekiel Elliott. 
our running Tony Pollard still is still a better running back than Zeke. Oh, our problem is yeah. our philosophy, not our not our talent. And then three, I almost lost it. Is a watermelon being smashed anywhere on the horizon for this Cowboys team? Uh, I juice up the boys. Gotta <laughs> juice them up. It it doesn't. Maybe maybe Jerry Jones will pull a watermelon out. I don't know. It's up to him. <laughs> the calls coming from inside the house. Mike McCarthy is just listening to what the, how wait. The Joneses want to win their way. They want to li- they want to win running tight ends with power run sets and just completely ignore what Kyle Shanahan just made the Kyle Shanahan I must say makes the quarterback job the easiest looking thing possible. While I so sorry. Uh no, just to finish up this point, I know I'm rambling. Um I think the Bills might be in the second most trouble because Miami is such a high quality opponent and they did Bills did get ravaged by injuries. Their defense is starting to fall apart as far as injuries. And and I think the the Ravens are okay. Nothing that a jugs machine can't cure. Sure. While I agree that Dallas isn't the most trouble, I am terrified of saying anything bad about them because <laughs> I don't want it to come back on me. Uh like you're about to say something. Well, you guys, I just well, I just wanted us to make sure that we're announcing we're the first podcast to crown the NFC East champion Philadelphia Eagles. Lock it up. I, yeah, lock it. Is it. October eleventh. You, you guys are making me very <laughs> uncomfortable right now. Um, you're not yeah, going to say anything about the I don't want to say much. More, I don't want to say much more about Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did boo Michael Irvin's career-ending injury. <laughs> That's the air out of the tires. Yeah, Eagles fans, you know, they keep it classy. We know. <laughs> Love you, David. <laughs> Can we not? Oh, uh, but I, I would say I would ha- say the Ravens are in the second most trouble just because that division is like, like I, I, Tough I, division. I, I think the Ravens win the division. Tough and ugly. Yeah, whether it's good or yeah. not is a different argument, I right? I think the Ravens do win the division, but the again, the Bengals are very capable of going on some sort of run here and who knows what else happens throughout the season like it's such a weird division that the ravens could win the division at nine and eight you know so like i who knows uh and then the bills i just they've been around long enough i just i feel like they've they have the experience and not crumble but i yeah all those super bowls to show for it i yeah i I get that but like I, I just, I just, I, the Bills, like we were saying earlier, the Bills and Dolphins, I believe, are the two best teams in the AFC. So that could go either way in the postseason. Yeah. So, you know who's not getting a lot of chatter other than Taylor Swift drama? The Chiefs. <laughs> the first he, oh. no, that's what he just said the two best teams in the AFC. And I'm like, that's aren't true. you that's, forgetting? That's, that's true. Forgetting. That's you know fair. what they're quietly totally doing? Forgot. Totally forgot. They're quietly just still winning every week. And that's what they do every year. Yep. It's, they do it every year. Um, luckily, the Swift. Uh, Logan got his wish. We were so close. I know, but like, <laughs> luckily, that feels like it's kind of died down. Like, it's not the main. No, it'll it'll point it'll every week. So. pretty quick. But, but yeah, if their receivers can just start consistently week to week playing better, they should continue to roll the same way they have been. So all right, and then we'll get you guys out of here with how well you know your division. But before we do that, one last time, please go out and get the Friday football preview editions from the Morning Times and Daily Review. They're on stands right now. If you haven't subscribed yet. Please subscribe and also check out Saturday's print editions from both papers for game coverage, recaps, all the stories you want from the football weekend. Also, Monday and Tuesday will be great editions as well because you'll have a bunch of Saturday coverage. So get out and uh, support Dave Post, David Goff, Logan Hill. Uh, Matt Patton's helped us out a bunch this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone else out there we want to shout out for a lot of help this season? 
Ed oh. Boardman, been a good photographer, Tawanda uh, wise for me. David Alger, great mm-hmm. photographer. Absolutely great photographer who always helps uh, us out. Tyler Walcott. Walcott. Tyler mm-hmm. Walcott takes yeah. a bunch of Waverly Tioga photos. Yeah, like thanks that. to everyone and thanks to all you listeners who have supported us. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Before we before we do How About You yeah. Know Your Division, let's do the baseball minute. Oh, wow, yeah. Go Phillies. I am terrified of tonight. Once again, <laughs> Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> let's preface this discussion with we record on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The pod comes out every Friday morning on both papers' websites. The Phillies, Spotify too. The Phillies, Maybe it's Apple. one-one with the Braves. <laughs> Logan's Orioles are now out; they've been swept. Yeah, that was terrible, seed. terrible. Ninety-two straight series without being swept, and then they yeah. get into one postseason series, and they no. hardly even got off the bus. But a little optimism as Orioles. This fans? team's young, man. Yeah, we need to see. As as a Baltimore resident, I guess I'm not a Baltimore resident, but as a person who grew up a fan of the Orioles, what needs to happen now and what everyone's saying is the owner needs to spend some money this offseason. Or just sell the team, possibly. Yeah, get somebody else. <laughs> I was like, get somebody else that'll spend the money. But somebody in charge <laughs> needs, to spend, some money out there. <laughs> needs to spend some money. They got the prospects. They have the cornerstones now. Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, mm-hmm. who awesome. and future MVP of this league, Gunnar Henderson. He's awesome. Um, spend the money. You can get back to this point, but this is—I'm sort of a pessimist sometimes when it comes to this, and that's what I was saying heading into this postseason. Was what if this is good as as it ever gets for the Orioles? They've had a lot of breaks go their way. They won a hundred games. That's not easy to do. It, it won't be the worst because they will win a postseason game in the next couple of years. So Ooh, yeah, it right. will get yeah. better. <laughs> and whether well, even if they don't coming. win a hundred games again, they'll make the playoffs but, again and they'll win. Yeah, the I, well, I guess so. My my point was. The breaks going their way. Because what yeah. if they... The AL East is a good division. What if they can't find their way back into the postseason for yeah. five years and then they don't extend somebody? So The good news is, regardless if they fell apart under the bright lights or not, 100 wins is 100 oh, it was, wins. It was a phenomenal season yeah. for the ride. They're not going to regress. The way it ended, they're but. not going to regress enough with that young talent to go back to the dumpster. I think they're around... They, a, went for, they were the worst team last year? The, they were no, like bottom two, three. Two years ago, they okay. lost 100 games, okay. and then this year so they won much young talent. Oh, they were more competitive the last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. So, again, since, at the time... Since Adley Rushman came up, they've, they've been, been yeah. pretty yeah. much competitive. I love yeah. Adley. He's I, so yeah, much fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, how can you not like that guy? But talk about the Phillies. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so at the, time, at the time of recording with this podcast, it was a 1-1 series. The Phillies won game one. Mm-hmm. The Braves stole game two. That was amazing. I know not what for you game. guys, but in terms of pure baseball play... Yes. That was insane. Those are highlights I will never, ever watch. However, it was... <laughs> it's the only series that's baseball. also been interesting all... Play- Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. It hasn't been a great baseball yeah. playoff. It hasn't. It's been pretty bad. Yeah. This series should be good. We won't know until after this podcast comes hopefully, out what happens. Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, the Phillies have won two games. So let's just do that, over. and we'll do revisionist history next week. <laughs> Congrats to the NLCS Philadelphia, Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies. Fortunately, that did not age well last week when you attempted that with the <laughs> I believe it. I think the Phillies win game three, and I think they close it out in game four. I I think the Phillies win game three. I think Zach Wheeler finally, finally gets the run support that he's needed the last two starts in Atlanta in the playoffs on, in game five on Saturday. I think the Phillies... So you got five. five. How many games, Logan? I want to see five games. It's a five-game series, right? Yeah. Five yeah. games. I want to see right. all five. I oh. want to watch it Saturday night. It should be a good game. Johnny, your Phillies? I agree. Five. All right. Phillies, yep. Everyone got the Phillies. So, so. I, 
Shocking that we all. So that means it's the Braves. I think it's just because we. I think it's five. Okay. To be the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, Logan can take the contrary view, but I think we. It's a combination of you have two Phillies fans, and you also. I feel like you just you're with us, and then you just don't like the Braves. Yeah, I do not like the Braves. (laughs) I will also admit, my bank account likes the Phillies a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I basically lost all the money I won throughout the year on the Orioles. Lost it all back over the last... Well, that's why they get sw- swept. You can't bet on your team in the playoffs. Yeah, and please don't ride with your team. Don't gamble. Gamble. Can't do it. No, please, don't, please don't, don't gamble, gamble. But if you do choose to gamble as it is legal in the state of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania and New York, gamble responsibly. Yes. What we do with our money, we're not telling you to do with yours. Absolutely not. What we are telling you to do is never back Logan in the how well you know your division. Absolutely not. That's a losing proposition every single time. He went 0-2 again. He's now 4-10 and this season. In first place, though, is David at 15-3. and I'm at 13-3. and Johnny's at 12-6. and Let's get into these boys and then get these people out of here. I'll start. Um, I got Giants at Bills, Eagles at Jets, Panthers at Dolphins, Patriots at Raiders. I'm going Bills Sunday night. Bounce back. Eagles easy one over the Jets. Dolphins easy one over the Panthers. And give me the Raiders <laughs> over the Patriots. Uh, Logan. Okay, starting early Sunday morning, 9.30 in London. Ooh, Ravens wow. at Titans. Uh, Your favorite like, team. Yeah, so you ask, Kirk, ask Kirk how that how that early morning game went for him last week. You don't want it. Not enjoyable. I'll go Ravens. They need to get right after an abysmal, yeah. abysmal outing in Pittsburgh. So I'll go Ravens. They the only other time they played in London, it was embarrassing. It was one of those you turn it off at halftime, go do something else with your morning. Uh, but I'll go Ravens. I will go Bengals over the Seahawks playing at home. I think they'll hit a stride, and then like I talked about, they have a tough next couple weeks ahead. So important to get a win here. And then 49ers. 49ers over the Browns. Hopefully my first 3 and 0 week because if the 49ers <laughs> lose to the Browns then I'm not meant to be competitive. Know your team. Thing. Johnny. Uh give me the Chargers. Kellen Moore revenge tour. Yeah. He's going to prove that I was wrong last year in in, in what kind of wanting him gone and wanting Mike McCarthy to run it. A lot of time to prepare too off the Yeah, but he had the bye week. He's going to come in here and and prove that this old-fashioned 90s era Dallas Cowboys team is outdated and hang, hang 50 on us. Uh, Eagles take care of the Jets. Uh, Bills over the Giants. And this one's a tough one. Yeah. Give me... I like the Falcons. Uh, give me the Falcons. Falcons over Commanders Give me Falcons Johnny. over Commanders, yep. David? Uh, Cowboys, Chargers, I... Well, let's go with the easy one first. Eagles over Jets. I was going to make okay. a joke and say the Jets, but no, the Eagles are 12-0 <laughs> all-time against the Jets. I don't think that's changing this year. Uh, I'll take the... Bills over the Giants, of course. Uh, the Cowboys Chargers, I will take the Cowboys in that one. Um, again, I'm not trying to say anything bad about the Cowboys right now. He's just trying to pick wanna... it to jinx us. He'll take <laughs> um, the L on the how to, how well do you know your division. And if... then, yeah. yeah uh, the Commanders Falcons is, I. you were saying earlier, you don't know, Kirk, you, you don't know what the Browns are. I have yeah. no idea what the Commanders are. Uh, so, But I think I'm going to go with the Falcons in that one. All right. I think I figured out my gripe with this with this game. What is it? Your guys' divisions are playing <laughs> each other this year. You're picking a lot of the same games, it feels like. And like every week you at least have one crossover game so far, it's felt like. It is and I'm just true. picking all these random games elsewhere. So but it's and fine. The, We're gonna have a three and a week. The bottom so. end of our divisions are so much worse than the top end compared to yours yeah. as a dog fight. 
But with that said, everyone, thanks for listening. As always, please get out and support your community, support your hometown athletes, and as always, support us. Uh, we love all the listeners. We love Jolly Farmer. Go get the Morning Times and the Daily Review and subscribe. See you guys next week. Go Phillies. Yeah. <laughs>